episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. Okay, so the next one is how long have you both been stepmoms for? So this is the one that I was waiting on. Okay. So just for everyone who doesn't know, this is my second time around the sun because I first became a stepmom at 19 and my now ex-boyfriend, he had, we started seeing each other in the September, MJ was born in the May. So he was four months old when we started seeing each other and we were together for about four years. That relationship broke down for various reasons. Then I then formed a relationship, well, rekindled a relationship with Big K's father, had Big K separated from him. Now I'm with my husband. So this is my second time being a stepmom, which both times have been completely different, completely different scenarios, which goes to go back to where no one stepmom situation is ever the same. Yeah, a hundred percent. This is also my second time as a stepmom. I dated a guy with a kid when I was 21 until Mm -hmm. like 23-ish. So like roughly two years we dated and it was an entirely different situation. First of all, the bio mom wasn't high conflict, which was nice. And I didn't realize how difficult that one like aspect made it. Yeah. Like that just like the high conflict makes it so much harder than it has to be. And like, I have experience to know that without a high conflict parent, it's just so much easier. The situation that I was in, there was definitely a little bit of conflict at the beginning, but that was more to do with their relationship breakdown. But with court, my ex-boyfriend and I actually won full custody over MJ. So I was, along with his father, we were his primary caregivers for the first four years of his life. Oh, wow. And he didn't see his mum in that time. Um. And it was very heartbreaking for me when that relationship ended. One of the reasons it ended was because he decided he didn't want to have another child. And this was after I experienced a very traumatic um, pregnancy loss. That was kind of it for me. And he did offer for me to continue having visitation with MJ. But at the same time, MJ had a disability, which I thought would be in his best interest if I discontinued the visitation because it would be easier on him because so it was before his fourth birthday that we broke up. Oh. And I thought it would be in his best interest if it was a clean break, especially with his disability, that he wouldn't remember me. Oh, oh, that's sad. Um, and it's kind of good that I'm in a good place now in my life. Um, I reconnected with that ex-boyfriend on um, Instagram and we've talked a couple of times and I've, I've seen MJ. He brought him into my work one day just because he was in the area. And I can see pictures of him and just see the person he's becoming. Um, oh. But I'm glad that I had that clean break because I feel like he was at a young enough age that it was in his best interest, especially now because from what 
I've been told his bio mum is back in his life. Oh, okay. That's confusing. Poor kid. It is. But I'm not I'm not exactly sure how that all works. But I just I definitely think I made the right decision on making that clean break rather than forcing visitation and making things more complicated and messy than what they needed to be. Right. But my heart still feels for him as my first ever stepchild. Like, and I love seeing the videos and the photos and seeing how much he's grown. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I didn't break up with my other boyfriend on good terms, so we are not Facebook friends, but um, it, it would be nice to, like, see his daughter. Don't get me wrong. It was not good terms. It's just taken <laughs> me to a point where, I don't know, I've reached a higher spiritual level where I'm not holding grudges right. with that. You know, there was a time where Big K and I, um, Big K's father and I, we're Facebook friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Um, but yeah, we didn't end on good terms and it took several years. So I'm 32 now. It took several years for us to get to a good point where I can go back and look at it. I can look back and I can see that without holding any resentment or anything like that. It's taken a long time. Yeah. I I work really hard on not holding resentment at all, like towards anybody. I just choose not to have those people as Facebook friends <laughs> or like see them in any way, really, because I'm not going to get into it here. But it was just such like a nasty break that like it would be nice to see his daughter because she's like old now. Like it would be insane to see her when I haven't seen her in like 10 years. Yeah, almost 10 years. So wow. um, it, that would be nice, but I'm definitely not going to go searching <laughs> for him. No, I didn't go searching. I think. He added me one day on Instagram and I just, it sat there on like the notification sat there unchecked for ages. And I went, you know what, I'm in a good place and I want to see what MJ is like. Yeah. I didn't go searching for it, but I was just like, you know what? Yeah. I will accept that into my life because I want to know how he's doing. Yeah. Um, That's totally understandable. Which brought some peace. So to answer the question in full, this is my second time being a stepmom and I have for this period of time I've been a stepmom for just over 4 years. In this relationship I've been a stepmom for um 5 and a half years. Wow, so very close. Yep. It's a time. And then let's go to the most popular question is Yeah. <laughs> what do your custody schedules look like? Um, so on paper, mine is Thursday to Monday, every other weekend, but because we are trying to go back for more custody, like go back to court in the next couple of years, we take him anytime bio mom has to work or anything. Anytime she asks us, she knows what we're doing. So she chooses to hire a babysitter first. We don't have the first right of refusal, unfortunately, but we're, we take anything she, she like offers so that we could bring that to court and be like, we want like to prove that we want more time with him because this last time we were in court, it was just for child custody or um child support yeah, and we couldn't bring custody into it at all. So now when we go back, we want to get more and to prove that we want more, we're like saying yes to absolutely everything. But our mom knows what we're doing. She does not want us to have more custody. She just wants us to pay her more. So I was just going to say, I think that's most bio moms because we deal with the same thing. I know a lot of people do. 
But we don't have, like, other than the Thursday to Monday thing, we don't really have a great schedule. Uh, she tries to take that away sometimes, too. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of a mess. It is. It's a mess. And I don't understand why there's moms out there that do this. So I know personally. I don't. Let's let's talk of, about me as a bio mom right here for a second. Anytime my son's father wants to spend time with him, I let it happen. Yeah. You know, if he messages me and says, hey, we're doing this, can he come? Yeah, sure. The only time I don't is if we already have plans. And right. e- even then, if we already have plans, but they're not important plans, I'll take it to Big Kanga. Hey, just letting you know, your dad has asked if you can go do this with him, but we, and I'll explain to him, go, but we will be doing this as a family, whether you're here or not. Nine times out of 10, he'll choose to actually spend that time with his dad. Oh, really? Um, especially if we're do- if we're just going to a local theme park or something like that, because we have yearly passes. It's something we do all the time. So he knows he's right. not missing out. If it's a special family event, he'll choose a special family event over just going and spending time. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But if it's just living life, he, he'll he choose to go spend that extra time with his dad. And I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, I want them to have a good relationship. Right. Well, that's good. At least um, you're not being controlling. <laughs> That's it. The only thing I'm controlling about is stick to the schedule. Don't make unnecessary changes and last minute changes. Right. That's my thing too. I hate last minute changes. You know, if, if they're planned, then that's okay. But just spontaneously going, I'm not picking him up from school. You need to get him. It's like, well, mate, you know, there's such thing as after school care. If you can't pick him up on time, you need to organize that because if I can't pick him up on time, I have to organize that. But anytime my son, and even there's been times where Big K has just said to me, oh, mom, can I go spend the weekend at dad's house? And I'll go, sure, mate, not a problem. Just give him a call and check that he's okay with that. And unfortunately for my son, that doesn't always happen. You know, I want them to have a good relationship despite how my relationship with his father ended right so what does my custody schedule look like which one do you want to hear of first my one with the boys or my one with big k i guess the one with your bio kid first okay so that one has changed over the years so let's go back to when he was three he saw his father Once we went to mediation and got something in writing, he saw his father four nights a fortnight. The period between when we separated and went to mediation, there was a lot of upset because his father wouldn't commit to certain days and there was a lot of back and forth. So we had in writing that he saw him from Thursday pick up from daycare to Monday drop off at daycare. But then when my son started school in 2020, that had to change because at the time my son's father didn't have a license. Uh, Not that he'd done anything wrong. It was medical reasons, but he couldn't get him to and from school. So that changed to he had him from Friday after school until Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, which he didn't end up picking him up from school because I had, I'd given birth to little K that same year. So I was home from work. So I was able to pick him up from school. So he would just pick him up from me whenever was convenient from him. We didn't have a set time at that point in our lives. We were actually getting along quite well. 
for the first time since we separated. So it was very easygoing, come and go as you please. But he had him every Friday afternoon through to Sunday evening. Um, When we went back to mediation in 2019 to discuss this, he was given the option to have him for one midweek visit per week, like to do dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, But he never, he never took him, like he never took up that option to actually do it. And then after Earlier this year when Big K said he needed a break from his father due to having to witness his father abuse me over the phone. That's why he decided he needed a break because he didn't want to listen to that anymore. And it was an ongoing thing. It wasn't a once-off thing. He just, he needed some time to process that. So he took a break. It was about a month that he didn't see his dad. And I had asked him if it would be okay if he started going straight from school on Fridays and being dropped off at school on Mondays. And some people are probably going to come at me because I explained to him that it's hard for me to be in the same room as his dad. It's funny the way his little mind worked because he looked at me and he said, yeah, mom, I think I'd rather that because I don't want dad yelling at you. I was going to say, he probably knows that on some level. He does. And I think I think the reason he can be so open and honest with me from such a young age is because he has had the support of being in therapy from a young age to help him process the domestic violence and everything else that he's had to deal with. So he he was good with that. And the mediation process, I don't know how it works in the States, but here it's not to do with the courts generally. It's normally a private enterprise and you have to try and participate in the mediation process before you can go to court. And you have to do mediation before court? Yeah, so you have to do mediation before court in Australia. Otherwise, you can't go to court unless you've attempted mediation. Oh, my God, I wish that was the rule here. (laughs) Yeah, and nine times out of ten, it's free. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wish that was here. (laughs) So I am grateful that my son's father and I have been able to sort our issues out in mediation rather than having to go to court because – yeah, it's a lengthy process and expensive. We we spent so much money on court last year. Us too. It was ridiculous. But the process goes that once a child turns five, they they don't get a say, but they get an opinion. So they have to sit with the mediator who will ask them questions about what do you like at mum's house, what do you like at dad's house, if you had the perfect world, if you could make your living situation now perfect based on how it is right now, what would you do? So it kind of gets it from a five-year-old's perspective of what they'd do to make their life perfect. And the things that I was asking for were the same things that he was asking for. And let me just clarify that I had the conversation with him after he'd had his mediation session. (laughs) So I was not prompting him and this is also right. where he decided that he didn't want to he didn't want to split his birthday anymore. He was happy to just do um, it here about. But Christmas, he was dead set on. He still wants to see his brothers, but he still also wants to see, or he wants to see his brothers and his sister, but he also wants to be able to see his dad's family. That makes sense. So that's where we worked that out with him. So as it stands currently, he goes to his dad's Friday after school through to Monday morning drop-off at school plus 50% of the school holidays, which in Australia we have a total of 12 weeks holiday a year. So six. Yeah, it's probably the same here. 
two weeks in Easter, two weeks in winter, two weeks in spring, and six weeks over summer. Okay. So that gets split. And his father also has him for dinner one night a week. Oh, sorry, one night a fortnight because he told me he couldn't commit to weekly visits. He could commit to fortnightly visits. Wow, that sucks. It does. But once again, I'm trying not to judge and push my perspective of what I think a parent should do onto him. And I was just, I was kind of just grateful that he actually took up the offer. True, yeah. So that that's that custody schedule. Now the other custody schedule, it started as fortnightly visits um, that was determined before I came into the picture. But then after we had little K and I wasn't returning to work, then my husband went, well, you know what, I'm in a position to have the kids more now, even though they lived an hour away from us. So he put it to the boy's mother. I'm in a position to have the boys more now. Now, when they first separated, and I only know this from emails I've seen, she was telling him how unfair it was that she was stuck with the kids and he should have the kids. Oh. So he had said, my position has changed. I can have the kids 50-50 moving forward. Um, Just because of me having the baby and then COVID hitting, we decided that me going back to work was not in our best interest. Right. She had agreed to let's start with five days a fortnight and in six months' time we'll move to 50-50. Well, after that six months, she no longer agreed that we should go to 50-50. Of course not. <laughs> um, so that's how we ended up in court. But we do have um, consent orders, which are that we have the boys every second Friday from school pickup through to Wednesday morning school drop-off, which ceases January 1st, 2024, where we go to 50-50 week on, week off custody. Oh, that's what we want. Yeah. And in all honesty, if, and I've offered this to Big K's dad several times to go to 50-50, but there's something holding him back and I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if the stepmom is high conflict, that might be a pretty driving force. Just from things that he told me when we were on speaking terms and even during mediation, he can't make a decision without her, which is just... That is crazy. Although I do support him having a conversation with her before he agrees to 50-50. I do. I do support that. I do but his answers are so, Taryn 2.0 doesn't want that. Okay. And he says that she doesn't want it, you said? Yeah. So everything, every time something's mentioned, he will say that Karen 2.0 doesn't want it or Karen 2.0 is stopping him from agreeing to that. Well, that sucks. At least take accountability for it. Like, don't like put it on somebody else. And I guess that's where I... And you know what, I, it could be where I see her as such a high conflict stepmom because of the things he said. Yeah, but I'm at sure. At the end of the day, unless someone starts speaking the truth, I'm not going to know if it's just him or just her or if it's both of them. Right. That sucks. It really does. And it sucks for my son. But, and you know, he, he's told me that several times he's asked his dad if he can start spending week on week off there because he's missing his brother more. And he wants to spend that time with him. And in his mind, he goes, well, I'm not missing out on anything at mum's house because big and little Jay aren't there. So I can go spend that time 
with my dad. And he said, he said to me in the car just the other week, and he said, I don't know why, why I'm not spending every other week with my dad yet. And I said, well, I've spoken to him. Have you spoken to him? He goes, yeah, I have. And he grunts at me. That's what his dad grunts at him or he grunted at you? No, no, that that's his, his father's way of communicating. It's, huh? Oh, Hmm? Oh, God. oh no. I, I just said to my son, I said, maybe, maybe that's all the answer that you need. And maybe you need to stop asking him and we'll just leave things how it is. That's sad. It is sad. It is sad. I can't imagine like we have to deal with Big J going, I want to live with you and being combated with a high conflict bio mom who says the kids don't want to be with you. You're lying. Lil J is a mama's boy. He will always choose her over us. And that's okay. But Big J actually asked to be here. He does. Right. But yeah. what are we fighting with? Like, what? what yeah, exactly. Fight for? Like, right. left to give. The one thing that I forgot to mention when we talked about custody schedules was uh, like the school holidays and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, our custody schedule was written when my stepson was like five months old. Um, so there was no school holidays. So we do, they are pretty much split at this point, but that's more out of like convenience for bio mom, because obviously we don't have off. Like we also have to go to work even when he has a school holiday. And so when we get like, when we have him for Thanksgiving, we get him that whole weekend, but that's purely out of like convenience for her. It works for us, but it's not on paper that we like, we don't have any of that on paper. Which is also something that we need to get like adjusted. And we get like uh, probably five or six weeks in the summer also. Not consecutive, but throughout the whole summer. So that's almost split because it's like a 10 week break. We don't normally get consecutive weeks over the summer. They're normally week on week off except for on the odd year where it throws off that Christmas agreed schedule where where there's the agreed schedule from 12 p.m. Christmas Day to 12 p.m. New Year's Day. So then we generally do 2211. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, at least you guys got that worked out. <laughs> we do. And like I said, this year is just difficult because we we made accommodations for certain circumstances. And I'm allowed to be frustrated at that. Oh yeah. <laughs> just as any any bio mom or any stepmom or any bio dad or any stepdad out there is allowed to be frustrated at making special circumstances for another parent and screwing yeah. the schedule. Of course, yeah. But some moms mean, aren't allowed to be frustrated though. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm throwing a tantrum and saying the kids can't go. Right. I'm allowed to be frustrated that our schedule, our six week schedule, has been inconvenienced and stuffed up. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because that sucks for anybody. Now QA, Lauren from Tony, putting you in the hot seat. <laughs> okay so my first question for you is what is your first memory of meeting your stepson did you meet him as your dad's friend first or were you first introduced as dad's girlfriend so he was way too young to understand the concept of girlfriend anyway so I wasn't really introduced as either he was um like 10 months old when I met him he was Or no, he was a year old. He was a year old. But still, like, he didn't know what a girlfriend was. So, like, I wasn't given a title 
um, in the beginning, once we got married, we explained to him that like, I'm now dad's wife, but in the beginning there like, wasn't a title. And I met him for the first time on, um, it was a holiday, but now I can't remember which one, maybe like 4th of July or something. It was in the summer and we had him, um, and we picked him up for the day and we went to see my husband's parents and, um, it was fun. Like he was very receptive to me from the very beginning. So I think that's the really good part about meeting him so young is that a, he didn't have, he has no memories of his parents being together. So there's no like blame on me for like splitting them up, at least from his perspective. He didn't really like have a chance to not like me because he was, he was so young. He couldn't even talk. So, um, yeah, I mean, we had fun. We've always had like a pretty good relationship. So yeah. And you've always just been there. You're just another exactly. person in his life. Yeah. So I think that's like a huge benefit of meeting them so young is I like he doesn't know life without me at all. That would definitely be a benefit. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta try to find okay. the positives where you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Because there's not many in this life. Right. Well, <laughs> but that's not true. But there's sometimes we dwell on the the hard times and the inconveniences too much. It's so easy to get stuck in that for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. So my other question for you is what is your biggest blessing having tea in your life? Um, I feel like, so I feel like the biggest blessing is just having him as like a person in my life because he's so sweet and we have a really good relationship and they're, I mean, the complications that come like with his mom, of course, but if that wasn't part of our like family dynamic, um, he would just be like such like a welcoming person to us. And he's okay with having two families. Um, There was a point in the beginning where he just wanted his parents to be together. But my husband explained to him that if he was with his mom, then I wouldn't be in, in the picture. And that like made him realize that he's totally okay with having two families because he wants all of us. So it is just, it is just really great to like have him like in my life at all. He's just really sweet. Um, It comes with a lot of complications, of course, that I could definitely do without, but he's great. So um, it's all worth it because we have such a good relationship. That's awesome. Yeah. And he sees me as a, a second mom, which he's actually told me recently for the first time so yeah that is always a bonus I remember when Big J and it was probably about a year ago and he piped up and he said can I call you Mama T oh and I went if that's what you want to do mate you can do that <laughs> because it's not taking away from his mum at all and right. it's, it's really funny because I had this conversation with Big and Little J's stepfather the other day at at one of the kids' appointments, and it was Big J is very welcoming of having two families, like two households, two sets of parents. He's very welcoming of that, whereas Lil J, and it probably has a lot to do with his upcoming diagnosis that we're seeking, but he's very black and white. He has a mom, he has a dad, and there's no gray area. Gotcha. So he's very much a different child. And Big K is very receptive to he's got, like he sees my husband as another father figure 
And although he doesn't see his stepmother as another mother figure, he does still see her as another parent. He just, his words are, I don't feel like she's another mum, but she's definitely another parent. Yeah, I mean, that has a lot to do with, like, how the adults are interacting with the kid. Like, she's probably not very motherly to him in the house, but he sees her as, like, a position of, like, authority in the house. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not acting, like, motherly or fatherly, you can't expect them to see you as that. No, but then it also comes down to the child because then you look at how two children growing up in the same two households see step or blended family life completely different. Right. That's so true too. Yeah. They have like a little mind of their own. So (laughs) they really do. And the best we can do is try and nurture that. Yeah, exactly. But what Um, a win for you having T tell you that he sees you as another mom. Yeah. And like, He's never, like, he's never really, like, said anything like that before. He's, like, obsessed with hanging out with me. Sometimes it's, like, a little too much because he says, Lauren, do you want to play with me at least a hundred times over the weekend? (laughs) Like, it's constant. And sometimes it's, like, I just need to, like, go and sit in my room and read for a little bit um, and be by myself. But it's hard to, like, tell him no also. But he's also a cheater because he never lets anyone else win anything. He bends the rules for that everything. That is Big J. Big J bends the rules and he has to win and he will cheat until he wins. Yes, it drives me nuts. I'm like, I don't want to play with you if I have no chance to win. God. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we were like playing and he was like, oh, it's." he said something along the lines of like, it's fun that I get to have two moms, you and my mom. I was like, oh, that's actually really sweet. <laughs> That is sweet. And it's sweet that he sees you in that light. Yeah, it is. Because I honestly wasn't sure. And it it was okay if he doesn't, honestly. Like, I wouldn't pressure that at all. But the fact that he does is sweet. It is sweet. And just because he sees you as another mother figure doesn't mean you're going to be like, you must call me mom. Oh, yeah. I think that's what a lot of bio moms have the insecurity about, that they think that stepmoms are trying to force themselves on the child as a mom. I think so too. To be perfectly honest, I don't even think I would want him to call me mom um, because I would want like my bio kid to call me that first. If I had a bio kid and then he ended up, or like my stepson ended up wanting to call me that afterwards, I think that would be okay. But selfishly, I want to like, I want my bio kid to call me that first. That's also only a natural human response right and I guess that's where I'm different I was already a bio mom and then big J piped up and goes I'm gonna call you mama t because you're like my mom just my mom in this house right and I mean that's Uh like a perfectly logical thing and if my stepson asked to call me mom then I probably wouldn't say no but I'm glad that he hasn't yet (laughs) okay so I have a couple questions for you Um, so my first one is how did you transition from being a bio mom to being a bio mom and a stepmom? Was there like a learning period or anything through there? I think, I think it was kind of easy. When we first started spending time together, I was just their dad's friend. Okay. I, I didn't have sleepovers. We weren't living together. So we were together about three months before we introduced the kids to each other as just friends. 
And then we were together another six months before we bought a house and moved in together. But at the same time, we still only had the kids Friday night through to Sunday afternoon. So they were only here every other weekend, whereas Big K was here full time, um, 12 days a fortnight. But the children were very receptive when we started having half of the school holidays. Uh, especially after I stopped working and they were spending the time at home with me. And I think it just, it naturally just evolved. I don't think anyone put pressure on it. It just, it just happened. Um, my relationship with Big J is definitely better than my relationship with Little J. Um, but that could be because Little J is more susceptible to parental alienation. Um, just with his mental health stuff, it just he's more susceptible. So whereas Big J kind of brushes it off and goes, yeah, she's at it again and just ignores it, goes on living his life here, whereas Lil J will take things to heart. And it was okay up until the point she found out that we were having a baby. Oh, um, that's what I would be scared of too. <laughs> yeah. And so we we told the boys. They were all happy. They were all excited. And Big and Little J went back to their mum. They came back the following fortnight and Little J's whole perception of me had changed. Oh, no. And that kind of cemented, along with the reaction and the abuse that my husband copped that same weekend, um, it kind of cemented that we knew parental alienation was happening. Oh. So, like, in your transition into like like all living together and stuff do you feel like there's anything that you would have done differently or do you think it all moved pretty smoothly I think it moved smoothly and I think it was because we introduced each other to our kids as friends so it was really the kids that dictated the timeline of how quickly we moved so after a month or two of spending weekends together they started asking for sleepovers so then we started doing sleepovers and then I don't know if this answers your question properly but it's hard to answer but we just we tried to go at the pace that the kids wanted okay that makes sense and I think the fact that we went at the pace that they were comfortable with and they were the ones asking for sleepovers rather than us forcing it upon them is why things went so smoothly the way they did yeah, I could definitely see that. So how old were they when that was all happening? So I met them when they were five turning six and seven turning eight, which means that Big K was three turning four. Okay. Um, And we moved in together just after Big K's fourth birthday. Gotcha. Okay. Well, at least they were like still kind of young. They were, and I think what helped our situation was that they're all two years apart. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So they're born two years apart, and the funny thing is is because even though Little J is two years older than Big K, they're the same size because Little J is very small for his age and Big K is a behemoth. Oh, really? <laughs> I remember the first time we had a few playdates and my husband had to tell the boys going, now, even though he's the same size as Little J, you need to be careful with him because he is still just a baby. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, so my other question you kind of already touched on, but it was about your relationship with 
your stepson's. So was there anything else that you wanted to like add on to that? Cause I know you already said something. Oh, wow. So I just took that one away from you. <laughs> I think the reason big J and I have such a good relationship is that we both like football. Now football here, I'm not talking soccer where I'm talking rugby league, which is similar to the NFL, right? You know, there's tackling and whatnot. It's very similar ish. I say it's definitely a, a better sport, though. I think <laughs> I like rugby um, way more than NFL. <laughs> so, but I need to clarify: are you saying rugby union or rugby league? Because they're two different sports again. Oh, you're right; <laughs> they are. Uh, league is what my husband watches. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I played growing up. It's very, it's more common now that women play. But when I was growing up, it wasn't very common. My stepson has been obsessed with it and we kind of bonded over that. We'd watch games together. I got him into playing club rugby league. So, and I take him to all his training sessions and I show up to 90% of his games. The only reason I don't show up is if his sister's sick or it's raining and I don't want her in the rain, but we really bonded over that. So once again, I think that's all we've got time for today. I think so. I think that was um, a good episode. It was. So those of you listening, don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a review. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.